You are listening to Friends of the Earth Europe's show at Real Radio. Welcome to the Real World Radio Europe, a show bringing together what's going on in more than 30 national member groups of Friends of the Earth Europe. With the European section of the world's largest grassroots environmental and social justice network, Friends of the Earth International. Today we're going back in time to celebrate 10 years of Young Friends of the Earth Europe, the continent-wide autonomous youth network of over 20 groups, which is a radical voice of Friends of the Earth Europe. We reached out to people who've been so important to Young Friends of the Earth Europe over the years to hear their stories, what inspired them, what made them laugh. And we begin at the beginning with Sophie, Yub and Susie back in 2007. Hello, I'm Susie. I'm from Germany and currently working at Friends of the Earth Europe and I'm coordinating our climate justice and energy program for a little while. So it's quite a long time ago. I, I was really one of the, few, of the few people who started everything. So that was um, in 2007 and even before that, where we had actually already, when I was still a volunteer in, in the Bundjugend, Young Friends of the Earth uh, Germany, when we had the idea, actually, we want, how about a European uh, Bundjugend? So to bring many different um, activists, uh, young activists together from across Europe. So my name is Job and I am from the Netherlands. And I first got involved with Young Fo actually at the very, very first meeting. What was it? The AGM in... God, where was it? Czech Republic? Or was it... Yeah, must be. And, um, and uh, I was a board member for Young Friends of the Earth Netherlands. And uh, there was this great idea of starting Young Friends of the Earth uh, Europe. And uh, we went to the AGM. To, uh, to tell uh, old folks, uh, friends of the earth, that uh, this was a really good idea. So, yeah, that's me. So my name is Sophie. Um, I'm from Wales originally, but uh, the last 10 years I've been living outside of Wales um, in Brussels. So the first Young Co activity I took part in was at the very, very start, um, and that was the UPEC in Berlin in the summer of 2007 and UPEC was a really big conference organized with 150 youth from all over Europe organized by Young Friends of the Earth Germany and that's where I met like people from Friends of the Earth and Young Friends of the Earth for the very first time and then later in 2008 I actually um, moved to Brussels and I joined the office of Friends of the Earth Europe where I became the second intern to coordinate Young Friends of the Earth um, and then that led into a staff post. So I was coordinator of Young Friends of the Earth um, for a number of years. I think for me I was involved a bit in, in the steering group of Young Friends of the Earth uh, for, for quite, a, quite a few years and um, I think the whole leading up to Copenhagen was really, really, really great. And what I th thought in particular was that we did a lot of training. You know, we, we got a group together that that stayed together for about a year. And we went to some intercessionals in Bonn and we, you know, we did really cool things together. And we, we, we grew as a group and that had its climax during 
the, the Copenhagen Cup, which uh, where we did just amazing actions and um, we did, uh, uh, yeah, just amazing things together. And I think that was also because we had such a strong group together. So, yeah, that inspired me a lot. I think I'm lucky that I've got so many moments that like inspired me. I think probably the thing that stays with me is just like how I felt when I went to that first ever meeting, the first ever UPEC, because I was 22 and I'd never been to an activity like that outside of my home country. And just, I don't know, <clears throat> I, I think I was like so overwhelmed. I was so emotional. I was kind of so shocked that there were other people like me from other countries who were caring about the same things and working on the same things. And I, and I just like, you know, I had all sorts of different emotions and sometimes scared, sometimes didn't know what to say, super excited, like laughed a lot. And, and then that just always stays with me with every single meeting or every single event that I organized subsequently whether that was for young friends of the earth or for friends of the earth groups it's just kind of that memory of what it feels like to 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 be doing this for the first time and for like the inspiration the excitement that collaborating with people from different countries from you on the things you care about like that what that brings to us i still remember we when we Uh, went to the first AGM, the annual general meeting of Friends of the Earth Europe in 2007, so when actually everything began uh, with the first meeting, and we created a kind of a formal resolution uh, with a few people, the yeah, great people from a few countries uh, who were there, and we read it out loud, and then everyone in, at the AGM congratulated and was applauding, and since then I felt it was kind of the moment of maybe not, um, maybe like the birth um, of young folk, or maybe the start of the birth of pregnancy, I don't know. <laughs> But that was, a, that was a great moment to have. And uh, just a few, few months later, if I remember correctly, we were really in a privileged position to have some money and to hire um, an intern. So the first intern was Job from the Netherlands. And then just a bit later, because Job had to leave, it was Sophie. And yeah, gratefully, Sophie really then built up Young Fo, and um, it was very great to work with them. So that was really the beginning where I was, I'm very proud of uh, to be part of it. I mean, I have like another really funny memory, which is when we were in Copenhagen and um, we were staying in this super strict youth hostel. And, and a few times we'd already been threatened that we were going to get kicked out of this youth hostel. And this was during the UN climate talks in Copenhagen, where there was like tens and hundreds of thousands of people in the city. Um, <clears throat> and there was a huge amount of hype. And Young Friends of Earth Europe was organizing the ACT Now project. And actually that project is how Young Friends of Earth sort of first started to get working groups. It's really from ACT Now that we developed a climate justice working group and also developed a communications working group. <clears throat> so it was a really important project for us. And again, we'd gone to Copenhagen with a group of about 40 people. We were staying in the super strict youth hostel. Um, and we had really like set up, like we'd set up some really great teams who were all doing different work. And um, uh, there was an action team and they were preparing different actions every single day. And um, one action that they were preparing it was to go on a, a greenwash tour with via campesina 
And so Yang Fo was responsible for one stop on the tour where they had to do an action which was around greenwashing. So of course, like total Yang Fo style, um, <clears throat> they were up all night long painting banners with green paint um, in the youth hostel. And the youth hostel had this really like plush blue carpet throughout the whole corridor. Uh, and they'd left the banner to dry like overnight. And I was like, super worried about this. Uh, the next morning, everything was like fine. The banner had dried. Um, but as they were like leaving to run like in a rush to go to this action, like somebody, they'd left the paint can with like this green paint and like kicked it over. And it went like literally all over the floor in the corridor on this carpet. And everyone was like, yeah, but we have to go to the action. We have to go to the action. So they like literally all like just went to the action with the banner and left this green paint there. And I wasn't there at the time. I was like at uh, an early morning meeting. Um, so I got a phone call. And I had to like run, like get on the bus, and run back to the venue to try and see what we do. Because I was like, I was certain we were going to get kicked out of the youth hustle. Like this is the final straw. Um, so I got there and uh, when I got there <laughs> there was one of our there was Job from <laughs> Young Fo Netherlands there and uh, he was like I think he was like in his pajamas because he, he him and a few people had like got pig flu so he was there <laughs> like with a bucket in his pajamas like really sick like trying to clean up this carpet with the green paint so, I mean, it was like all sorts of emotions, but also like absolutely hilarious. And I loved that like young folk kind of got its priorities straight. It was like, we go on the action no matter what. We might have like covered the youth hustle with green paint. but And in fact, it was actually fine. It was washable paint and uh, we collectively managed to clean it all up. It was like completely miraculous, but it still makes me laugh. I was thinking about that a lot, but it also dates back from kind of the beginning of Young Friends of the Earth, where uh, I think um, at some point, so we had the AGM, and then a few months later in Berlin, there was the there was the UPEC, um, and the UPEC was was a crazy international conference of 150 people, 30 different European countries that came together, and we had decided to organize a Young Friends of the Earth meeting. Uh, uh, at the last day of uh, of that conference, but the the day before we uh, yeah, we all got incredibly incredibly drunk. It was yeah, I I, I, I haven't. I think it's in my top ten of drunk nights. Um, oh, I didn't have that many. No, anyway, um, so. Um, and um, I remember just us sitting um, uh, with, what was it, 25 people around in, in a room and everybody was, we had a really productive and nice meeting and we, we saw the Friends of the Earth AGM as a, more the conception of Young Friends of the Earth and the UPEC, the birth of, you know, it was a very short uh, pregnancy. Um, so, um, um, but we were we were devastated after five days of conferencing and uh, and then drinking a whole night. And uh, yeah, I remember Sophie Manson walking in while I was playing piano with a drunk with a with a hangover, and it was yeah, it's kind of this weird, uh, yeah, weird like state we were all in. But anyway. <laughs> 
You are listening to Friends of the Earth Europe's show at Via World Radio. Let's start with the name. I'm Sava Zodos. I'm a biologist. I became familiar with Friends of the Earth and Young Friends of the Earth back, back in 2007. And uh, I am with Friends of the Earth since then. Uh, when I was in uh, in the camps that we did in, in, uh, in Europe, in Berlin, back in 2007, and after that, in the countdown to Posenhagen, I don't know if you are familiar with this, it was like a, a, a huge um, climate tour that we did. It was initially in 2008, I think, uh, in the European Social Forum up in Malmo. Uh, and then we, we proceeded in, uh, in uh, Poznan for the United Nations Climate Change Conference in 2008, and in Copenhagen. It was, uh, for me, it was something huge that the young friends of the Europe did. Uh, a huge campaign, uh, and I, I was actively involved in some of those activities in, in Europe. And I clearly remember back in, uh, back in Malmo, uh, I mean, we were dressed, it was like thousands of people, thousands of people on the streets uh, as part of the European Social Forum. Uh, and young friends of there, we were, we decided to do, you know, street action, flash mob and stuff. So we dressed up like uh, animals, polar bears, uh, penguins, uh, and clowns, and uh, several stuff. And we're like, we were protesting on the street, but at the same time, we're actually having fun and we're, uh, you know, we were connecting with people. Uh, and you could see that uh, all, of, all of us out there, young people across Europe, uh, sharing the same passion for. Uh, saving the planet um, and trying to do something about it. That was that was really amazing. And I think it was some of the, the best memories that I have from my participation in this, uh, this network. And the experience had to do with young people and their ideas uh, and how they would like to share those ideas and those passions with the rest of the world without actually worrying about uh, the details in the policy papers uh, and uh, what people are going to say uh, if they see young people dressed like a penguin or a bear in the street. Uh, the only thing that concerned young people was uh, to succeed the goal, to make people realize that climate change is actually taking place and that we have to do something about it. Um, so yeah, that I think that was some of my this experience and uh, yeah, fun, fun experience as well, yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Matthew Keyes. Uh, I'm from the UK, and uh, I was involved with Young Friends of the Earth from 2011 through to 2013, 2014. Although I still follow uh, what the group does because I think Young Fo is really inspiring, and uh, I'm really excited to see what they'll do in the coming years. Well, I was involved in Recap, which was a campaign for more sustainable, green, and fair farming. Uh, which was going on around 2000, it was most active around 2012 when we were kind of pushing for, for a more fairer common agricultural policy. Um, and we did a, an action, uh, kind of a, a campaign, 50 days, 50 actions for a greener cap. Um, and what really inspired me there was just seeing how 
uh, it was the first kind of campaign where I'd worked on it from the planning stage right the way through to implementing it and then to see people from around Europe who were operating on really very little or no budget getting these actions uh, together and pr taking pictures and promoting them and then being in Brussels as I was at the time being able to help share them and just seeing them coming in it really was quite inspiring to see what, what you can do through just bringing young people together or any people really but bringing in this case young people together uh, to work on an issue that um, maybe they didn't know much about or they did know a lot about but, or whatever they were just people who recognised that there was an important uh, injustice here and that we could do something about it um, I think that was really inspiring to see but also I think just actually in the years since I've kind of moved on and uh, I'm not so active uh, with Young Foe um, I, can, I continue to be engaged with environmental issues it's just seeing uh, so many people who I knew from Young Friends of the Earth seeing what they're doing now what they've gone on to do either in the environmental movement or in wider areas of life and seeing how Young Friends of the Earth really has helped to kind of uh, provide a space for, for young people to develop their interest in, in environmentalism and in uh, social justice and environmental justice and these things. A funny story. I remember, uh, I remember making hundreds of uh, seed bombs and launching them into uh, various uh, uh, unused uh, plots of land in Berlin uh, when we were doing a march uh, in, felt like minus, minus five or minus six with the wind chill, dressed as cows. Um, that was a fun moment. But mostly I just have a lot of memories, uh, like in uh, a, a summer camp in Orense in Galicia, laughing with lots of good friends there and uh, just having a really good time. It's not all fun, I mean, it's you work hard, but I just remember laughing a lot till I cried. Couldn't tell you what it was about, but uh, yeah, it's good, good times. Uh, so my name is uh, Martina, and I come from uh, Young Friends of the Earth, uh, Norway. Uh, I've been involved with them since, I think, 2007, but I'm not really sure. Uh, it was sometime during high school. And then I got involved with the Young Friends of the Earth Europe in 2011 uh, after joining the Food and Agriculture Working Group. Uh, I mean, I have many memories. Some of them are very weird and some are really inspiring. Some, I think like, uh, I've experienced so much with the Young Friends of the Earth. So to pick up one memory is really tough. <laughs> so, so the first meeting that I joined, uh, it was in, um, I think, uh, Berlin. Uh, for the Food and Agriculture Working Group. Uh, we were joining this, uh, this big march, uh, I think it's called, uh, like we had enough. Um, so protesting against the current uh, food systems. Uh, <laughs> it was my first uh, meeting with uh, uh, young folk. Uh, and I remember really well the, the evening entertainment. <laughs> uh, everyone wanted to make a musical. Uh, so, and I wanted to make an ABBA musical and of course since I was uh, the only Scandinavian there <laughs> they gave me the leading role in this musical and I can't really uh, sing so <laughs> it was really fun and then following the musical was uh, like uh, playing with uh, hula hoops and running around and uh, 
it was really a lot of fun and I remember like at the time thinking whoa these people are really crazy uh, but then wow this is so much fun <laughs> I want to join this again <laughs> one thing that meant a lot to me and I think also to young friends here in Norway was when we hosted the, the summer camp in 2013 and then we had many activists coming from all over Europe and also all over the world to join us to, to fight the oil in the, the potential oil drilling in Lofoten Islands. So we brought all, I think, around 100 activists up to, to the Lofoten Islands and we had a whole week of, uh, of fun and uh, activism and learning. And um, I think for me, that was one of the most inspiring uh, things I've experienced. My name is Maruška uh, Mileta and I come from Croatia, based in Zagreb. And currently I work for Friends of the Earth Croatia, or Zelenakcija in Croatian language. Um, and I've been working here for more than three years. And before that I volunteered for four years. And most of my... Uh, well, a lot of my volunteer time was uh, at the same time also with Young Friends of the Earth Europe. I joined them uh, when, yeah, when Youngfo was five years old back in 2012. Um, and my first event uh, was the Youngfo AGM, which is the network gathering. Uh, and I have to say I was quite terrified <laughs> uh, when I came uh, because it was the first event that I attended in well, first international event um, of that kind. Um, and also because I was a really different person back then. Um, and I have to say that even this first event was quite a transformative experience for me and had a huge, huge impact. Um, yeah, and that was five years ago, uh, and now Youngfo is 10 years old, and since then um, I've at attended I don't know how many Youngfo events and participated in, in many experiences uh, and activities throughout the years that uh, enabled me to grow as a person in my own way. Um, I think in, in general what stayed with me uh, from Yangfo is that it showed me what real solidarity is, especially female solidarity, because I think Yangfo is actually a really strong uh, network of female activists. Um, and for me it felt uh, really like a safe space as a woman. Um, because in this space we could challenge um, power and privilege and uh, spaces that are predominantly male. And this really made me feel strong and empowered um, and really helped me, like I said, um, grow um, and turn into, I think, a much stronger person than I was at that first Yangfo event that I attended. Um, and definitely other things that stayed with me are friendships. I think I really, in, in, in the network, I made um, friends for life and that helped me uh, to learn so much throughout the years and to gain a lot of skills that actually now I can use in my, in my current job, um, like organizing events, um, communication work, 
like thinking in in big picture way about strategies and and similar and uh, <clears throat> i think definitely for me the most inspiring events were summer camps um especially i remember one summer camp which we uh, which we had in norway in 2013 uh, that was quite a trip uh, around 10 of us went from the balkans from bosnia croatia um and traveled together on on many different trains and it took us about almost yeah it was 40 hours to get to oslo uh and there we hopped on a train uh with uh, 100 people uh, which young Norway rented by the way uh, they rented i think four wagons just for us which is crazy and we went up north all the way to the arctic um, islands Lofoten, uh, where there was a summer camp with 300 crazy young people um, and it was really an amazing experience um, just it lasted for a week but it left big big imprint I would say um, and many of us remember it since now because apart from many different uh, amazing workshops we had really crazy outdoor activities like climbing mountains in in crazy rain and wind <laughs> but yeah it showed us that the Norwegians are really strong people and also probably attending events like the COPS which is doing climate negotiations uh, which was really, really difficult and hard work. We were sleep deprived for t more than two weeks, um, but kind of some, this energy of all the people, especially young people, I think held us throughout two weeks and, and just enabled us to do all the create all the many actions uh at sometimes we had three actions in one day um and really it was really inspiring period for me um i think um yeah i mean in general in in Yankfo we have a lot of we'll try to have loads of fun um, but uh, i remember two funny moments um and it's funny because yeah, uh, so it was at uh, Lehman Brussels um, event in 2014, where like half of us got sick and it was just like out of a movie, one person starting to throw up and then 10 other people after. Uh, and it was, I mean, it wasn't hilarious at that time because, yeah, it's not fun to be sick and to throw up, but looking back to it, it was pretty fun. And a similar thing happened to summer camp at the summer camp in France in 2015 when we went on a crazy boat trip um, to do an action and uh, there were such huge waves that half of the boat, like, I don't know, 50 people or something, probably less, but something like that, were throwing up um, and we're really, really happy to reach the shores uh, after. So, yeah, I remember that probably forever. We next heard from Yuli from Austria, who was involved in the food and agriculture working group for many years and was in the steering group until last year. Every time I attend a Young Fu event or meet up with some Young Fu people in any way, I get inspired. This bundled, unlimited motivation to make a change and the willingness to give absolutely everything to change our planet for the better blows my mind every single time. 
but the moment that really inspired me the most uh, probably was attending my very first Yangfu event, a network gathering in Switzerland. I didn't know much about Yangfu when I arrived and I left knowing a bit more and feeling like we actually have a chance in making a difference. A couple of years and many events later, I still feel that way. A funny story. <laughs> There's only funny situations when Yangfu does things. Don't get me wrong, we do a lot of amazing work and desperately needed awareness raising and campaigning. But it always happens to be loads of fun doing so as well. <laughs> Just imagine a couple of dozens young activists with relentless motivation to make the world a better place for everyone in one spot, sleep deprived, trying to communicate in a language that not everyone is fluent in, making art, coming up with slogans, planning campaigns, drawing signs, arguing about potential political outcomes, etc. etc. Just imagine the laughter and giggles that result from that. But seriously, <laughs> doing young for events, fun is guaranteed. I have to admit, sometimes um, we have been able to laugh about stuff only days or weeks after it happened. Like when everyone was sick and vomiting during one of our COP events in Brussels while doing a live link-up with another group of activists in Paris. Trust me, none of those people in Paris um, knew that people were turning green and running back and forth to the toilet while talking to us. Or when we weren't sure uh, whether we would manage to get hundreds of white t-shirts into the COP building during COP19 in Warsaw, and everyone was wearing 20-something layers of white t-shirts under their clothes through security at the entrance. Side note, we made it through and 800 people walked out of the COP dressed in white. Um, and sometimes the situational comedy during Young Four happenings is just incredibly funny. Like when someone tried to iron their screen-printed underwear by putting their bum as close to the campfire as possible during our last AGM. Side note, it didn't work. <laughs> Or when we tried to fit 40 young four with all their luggage into already packed public transport in Vienna. We were successful with this one. I'm telling you, come join young four. We get stuff done and we are hilarious doing so. My name is Emma Jane Garrity and I'm originally from Ireland and I first got involved with Young Friends of the Earth Ireland and then I had the opportunity to join Young Friends of the Earth Europe at COP19 in Poland in 2013. And yeah, I was really, while I was at that event, I was really inspired by the movement. We did this huge action where everybody walked out of the COP, um, civil society walked out, and this was really coordinated by Friends of the Earth International, was something very, very inspiring um, to be a part of. Uh, after COP19, after I left Poland and had met all of these wonderful, amazing, inspiring activists, I decided to join the Climate Justice Working Group with Young Friends of the Earth Europe and also the European Youth Climate Movement. And so I stayed active with those groups after COP. And then after that, um, I got involved. I started work coordinating Young Friends of the Earth Europe in 2015 after our wonderful coordinator, Sophie Manson, uh, had moved on to coordinate another project with Friends of the Earth Europe. And at that point, Yeah, there was just there was just me and the steering group and some working groups on all of our national groups. But I left the position in 2017 and we'd made the role much more sustainable and also managed to develop a second role, um, a second position. And so I stepped back and was supporting really inspirational and amazing 
uh, young women to step up into these two new roles and lead on with the work. And yep, they're now continuing to inspire and create conditions for young friends of the earth to flourish. Uh, a moment or a campaign that inspired me. I think the climate talks are something that young folk have had a really strong relationship with for many years. And I think we've brought an energy and enthusiasm and creativity that, you know, is a force to be reckoned with. Um, the last major climate talk that we were at was in Paris and this was incredible and, and, and Young Fo really, really brought it. Like we connected with grassroots communities, uh, went out in the streets. We were present like both inside the venue, COP venue doing actions every single day, connecting to local and affected communities, um, struggles uh, all over the world and working with Demand Climate Justice and other groups and other young people from across the world and trying to raise awareness and and I think then we had this really strong presence on the streets with activists out working in creative hubs across the city of Paris and coming out developing really strong messages going out to we did actions connecting to refugees and migrants going outside asylum uh, centers in Paris connecting with grassroots communities indigenous groups um, who were coming to the climate talks to to talk I, I think one thing in particular that stood out for me was when young people I think three young young folk activists went to a side event at COP which was being held around um, with a panel of indigenous leaders and social movement leaders from mostly Latin America Central America and not many people turned up. I think there was only the three of them that were there, maybe one other person, and they were devastated. And afterwards, they came back and we had a big conversation about, you know, the lack of uh, emphasis or focus on these indigenous voices, uh, these lived experiences. And we spoke about what were we going to do about it. And these activists went out, they contacted um, Lourdes, who is this amazing social movement leader and indigenous woman from Peru. And they organized another event the following day so as that they could invite more young people to come and hear her stories. Um, and young activists from Young Fo translated uh, for her and she inspired us and it was just such a great moment for when voices were silenced by such a huge event and young folks sought to address that and find ways even small ways like to to amplify those voices um and that was something i think yeah very very inspiring for me in terms of like fun fun memories i i always think of cooking and at a lot of our events we come together around cooking and it's always something we take time for um so whether that's cooking and going out and conversations and the dis discussions on what recipes we're going to use um where we're going to get those vegetables or fruit and going around collecting them coming back peeling talking about different activism happening in different countries that's always something that really stands out to me and also how we've worked with a lot of of different people through cooking so raising awareness in other ways and connecting with local community issues and groups um, so working with activist kitchens like at the summer camp in Scotland or um, while we were at COP in Paris or gosh working with migrant or refugee groups as well like at events in Brussels 
And this is always a way, a great way for us to connect with local activism and community grassroots groups and connecting our work. And we tried to do that like topically. So if the event was connected to um, specific issues, we tried to reach out to activists or activist kitchens or groups who could come in and talk with us about their work and engage with, with our event in that kind of a way and also offer skill shares or or. Uh, sessions in open space and that was always a wonderful opportunity and thing that people took an awful lot away from yeah so my name is Lawrence uh, I've been I'm currently in the steering group and I've been active for three and a half years now four years uh, mainly in the communication of events um, and for the last so last year as an alternate in the steering group and now as a full member of the steering group and we're currently at the summer camp from, of Young Friends of the Earth in the Netherlands, nearby Groningen, the affected areas by the earthquakes uh, caused by the gas extraction. Um, and it's lovely here. I hope you can hear the crickets. I mean, you can't see the sound, but I'm waving the microphone around in vain hope of trying to pick up some cricket noise. Thank you for pronouncing Groningen properly. Yeah, no <laughs> I didn't trust myself. <laughs> Um, and could you tell us a bit about um, maybe what's going on with Young Foe these days? I mean, we've kind of heard up until around 2015 or so, but what's changed over the last couple of years and what kind of projects are you working on now? Yeah. I think so. The biggest change we as steering group, as last steering group has decided, and this steering group also decided and supported, is to change the course that Young Friends to Earth Europe as an organization will take. So instead of before we had European campaigns and really focus on how to make ourselves present at the EU, um, at various commission or organization, but now we want to really empower our network. So really focusing and, and you know strengthening our national groups and especially strengthening the, the, the cross-regional um, bonds between various national groups, uh, perhaps even making clusters of themes or of, of, of areas, regions, where they can just work with each other and, and be more effective on that level um, than asking them to join on European uh, campaigns. So that's a f shift in focus that we, we did and we're now currently mapping it out on how we can really um, implement it. Um, so Kate that we uh, recently hired is mapping out the network, what the needs are, what they're doing. So that's been a great help in, in trying to shift our focus to the national network. And besides that, we also have an, uh, a project where we try to build capacity um, in in European countries and also in African countries and also trying to strengthen the bonds between our, our groups from Europe and Africa and I've been hearing great stuff, st stuff from, from it and uh, also that uh, they're gonna uh, have their own uh, Young Friends of Europe Africa so that's something we are very excited about um, just young people uh, being empowered It captures the vibe of Young Friends of Earth really well when I first went was going to the first event before going to the first event of Young Friends of Earth I asked my uh, uh, my other activists from the Dutch branch, you know, what should I wear? Is it very formal? Is it non-formal? And they're like, yeah, no, don't worry, just wear a sweater. Everybody's 
cool with that. I was very nervous going to the first event. And I was sitting down, having the dinner, everybody was arriving. And I saw people rushing in, making so much noise. I was kind of, uh, you know, uh, taken... Uh, I was just surprised and uh, they were hugging each other and saying how long it's been that they have uh, not seen each other um, and it really captured the vibe for me because at that moment I knew okay these people have strong bonds between each other even after not seeing each other for a year two years three years and that makes it for me that captures the vibe and what triggered me to keep coming because I had the same feeling at the next event you know uh, hugging people and and really feeling that connectiveness uh, among each other um, while even though you're from so different cultures countries and hobbies interests there's one thing that connects you together and yeah that was pretty awesome what to do if you're considering Young Friends of the Earth Europe? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, but most importantly, look up the contact details on our website and get involved in one of our working groups or join one of our events. And if you're still not sure, here's some advice from Yuli and Emma Jane to finish on. Just get involved. You won't regret it. Every person that joins us in our struggle for a just and sustainable future is very welcome and much needed. Try to contribute things you're good at. Youngfo is nurtured by the knowledge and the skills of many young people across Europe. Everything we can contribute is important. And try to find out which skills you would like to improve or acquire. And find people within the network you can do that together with. Because Youngfo is also a place for learning, improving, making mistakes and growing through it. You should use that opportunity. In terms of advice I might give to somebody starting to get involved. Get involved. <laughs> get involved with Young Fo. It's definitely the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I've met some of my best friends and I, yeah, it's, it's something that's close to your heart. It never leaves you. It's part of my identity. And I think connecting with people, it's a different type of group. We connect together, we build relationships and trust and we connect to struggles and issues happening all over the world. And in a way that a lot of other groups aren't doing. They aren't connected to those struggles at a grassroots level. And this is something that Young Folk prioritizes. We put front and center and we educate people. We share knowledge and power. And it's run by and for young people. What more do you need? <laughs> This was Friends of the Earth Europe and Rio Radio.